Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Raj Naik's talk show Fridays Live features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Welcome to Fridays Live with me Raj Naik. This show is all about positivity. It's about people from all walks of life and their inspiring journey. My guest today is the Chief Executive Officer of Lodestar UM. She is on the board of FCB. She is one of the most respected and well-known name in the media and advertising industry. She was named one of the most influential women leaders in the advertising industry by the Economic Times. She is a crusader of work life balance and flexi hours and an advocate of gender diversity. My guest today is my dear friend Nandini Dias. Nandini, welcome. Hi Raj, lovely to be on your show. Thank you Nandini. Uh thank you so much. You're you're also the first person from the agency side of the business, the media agency side of the business or even the agency side of the business to be coming yeah. on the show. You know, I'm totally touched and overwhelmed. In fact, I realized this as uh, after you uh, we you know, we spoke and we, I kept the phone down and I was wow, you know, everybody uh, I think everyone who knows you Raj thinks of you as their like best friend. So anyone you are saying who would you actually go to in if you there was anything that you wanted to go and ask someone and they will say Raj and that the fact in hundreds of people that you know from the ad and media industry that you picked me up it's made my day so the rest of the interviews you know in, i'm sure it will go well or not but this is my high point so thank you you know for me it's uh, the challenge has been actually choosing you know and uh, and i i actually drew a lot and uh, and said okay i'm just going to go without you know planning whom i'll call it now no raj no justification i'm just delighted to be here so thank you <laughs> but uh, but having said that recently you've been on the cover of three magazines so you know i think you deserve this so thank you so nandini uh i just mentioned what the show is and i'm sure you watched some of the episodes before All so it's more, it's more about getting to know people it's my way of getting to know people and also people who know you you know in our industry we spend a lot of time with each other but we really don't know each other even though we've known each other for years we spent time together we've gone out had dinner had parties whatever it is but we really don't get to know the person and this is my way of getting to know you and also a lot of people in the industry they would like to know uh, you because your journey has been very inspiring you know so they would like to know right from your childhood how did you start and your journey so if you can just start from where are you from and we can move from there so um, basic family is from the vidarbha region uh, which is nagpur and akola my father was from nagpur my mom was from akola uh, zamindar people land owners uh, agri uh, money that is and so it's interesting my father after uh, while he was uh, from the zamindar family and did agriculture didn't want to uh, you know be part of that life wanted to branch out wanted to study 
so uh, very quickly came out had the usual stories of you know trouble jumping into trains and coming away without money staying in somebody else's balcony those kind of things but he graduated and post graduate in mathematics uh, uh you know moved from there became a uh, uh, gave his civil ics exams uh, was part of the bureaucracy actually retired as a really senior bureaucrat from delhi you know really interesting i mean i because you want to know a little more about the family i think a very dimensionalized man and the uh, you know for example he knew three four languages hindi marathi sanskrit english equally fluently could read write in them was into sports music astrology he uses mathematics to learn astrology philosophy yoga so big he knew rajneesh uh, j krishnamurthy uj krishnamurthy as people i mean you know uh, uh, i mean rajneesh and he grew up together in jabalpur so really dimensional is man and and very open and uh, modern kind of person and fortunately he had met my mom when she was 5 and he was 10 they had agreed to get married then when she became an orphan at 18 they got married uh, you know my mom is a really well educated woman she studied mphil uh, in two languages was a prof uh, taught very strong woman with a point of view you know the high uh, sense of right and wrong was you know very uh, so i have no uh, family background which says you know rags to riches it's a really good uh, well educated family and liberal family so what was your father's name well, my father's name was uh, uh, ramchandra vithalrao bansod and in fact you know interestingly uh, and you know you may not know he did um, a lot of interesting audit reports so one of it was bofors report so in the bofors report which got finally table in the parliament if you see the signature it's of my father so uh, i'm so had interesting so that's uh, yeah you said something very interesting i mean besides being a bureaucrat and things like that, you mentioned rajneesh you mentioned uj krishnamurthy i mean uh, so a lot of in a way does that have any influence on you have you also followed them or read about read their work and things like that so we i uh, we heard a lot of them yeah in our childhood and actually rajneesh and all i've met several times you know big while they before he went to the us uh, our parents were afraid i mean he and my father was friends on december 12 which is his birthday usually we would land up meeting him Uh, Rajneesh had a large family. Like my father had a large family. Rajneesh had a large. Family, so we were in touch. Uh, but so I have now started reading a bit more. Not the same way that he does. I I've not yet started going to any. She uh, she you know. So I'm not going. But I've read a bit, quite a bit. I've read quite a bit. And your mother, she was a professor. You said. So, eighteen, uh, she became an orphan, Raj, and because uh, they knew each other, they decided to get married. In you know, and I think because of her circumstance of getting became, she became a really strong woman. She just knew uh, what she wanted. She was no pushover. You know, uh, and um, yeah, really, I mean, I remember many, many incidences of uh, her showing grit and gumption at uh, at uh, in in those days i mean you know today 30 years later if i do the same thing it's viewed uh, totally different from what she so your uh, your parents were based in delhi uh, 
So finally, no, actually we all stayed in Bombay. My father was in a transferable job and he did very uh, many of these uh, very uh, high profile, um, you know, uh, projects, so to speak. So he, because of the whole Bofors report that he was auditing and looking at, it was a, uh, you know, at that point of time, there was, it was, a, it was a very controversial. So he was in Delhi and he was under all kinds of security, but we were in Bombay. So uh, I've, we've, I've always stayed in Bombay and he kept moving. So in fact, in the middle when, uh, you know, before the Bofors thing in Ahmedabad and Gujarat, there used to be a lot of riots. And so he was sent to Gujarat to manage some part of those riots. So he used to be in Rajkot. So for many, you know, five, six years he was in Rajkot. So he kept moving, but we were anchored in Bombay. So where were you born? I was born in Nagpur. I mean, you go back to your parents' house. So I was born in Nagpur, but I we all came back. So we have five siblings and we were all, uh, I mean, we all went back to uh, my mom's, uh, in a way, you know, uh, which uh, her hometown was. We lived with the uh, the grandparents was father's grandparents rather than mother. But we all, I mean, after that we've always been in Bombay. I stayed in Juhu. I was close to the beach. So oh, I stayed yeah, in Juhu. Ma'am. Yes. So, so, so where did you study Nandini? Where did you do your schooling? So uh, we did our schooling at St. Teresa School, which is in Santa Cruz. And girls school, great fun. Uh, you know, uh, uh, so all the 10 years were in that school. We all three sisters, in fact, studied in the same school. And my two brothers studied in Sacred Art, which was, uh, you know, a, a stone throw away from the school. So five of us to be shipped out together and all of us would go back together. So five siblings, two sisters. Three, three sisters, sisters. Yes, three sisters, two brothers. Okay. So my, my mother used to, uh, yeah. Raj, my mother used to call us Pandavas. So, <laughs> and, and, and I'm the youngest of the Pandavas. Yeah. So I'm Sahadev. Uh, in fact, uh, we are also five, you know, I, we are three, but three brothers and two sisters. It was. Uh, okay. That's interesting. So tell me about your s- sisters and brothers. What are they doing? So, um, so uh, my um, elder brother used to be uh, in finance and HR. Uh, unfortunately, Raj passed away a couple of years back, which is where after which I started the whole work to live to work. But, uh, so he uh, he was all of 56 and so interesting is but five of us are all in six and a half years time so we are really close and we work um, just one year one one and a half year apart from each other the second sister is in the US uh, she's in IT and uh, she's been there ever since she got married my third brother is in the uh, you know is into industrial perfumes my sister the fourth sister is or the second sister but fourth uh, sibling is in customs and me fifth so we are five of us but interesting is just to have five kids and i'm sure you will identify with that you know just the uh, closeness of age and us being together oh it was i think the best thing that my gift that my parents could give us and uh, what were you? You were the eldest, youngest? I'm the youngest. You? I'm the youngest. So I'm the Sardev of the family. Like she used to call us Panda, which I was the Sardev of the family. I was the youngest. Bratish uh, had to fight my way through to get to be heard. But uh, yeah, it's a lovely five of us. And we were such a gang, I tell you. Um, just uh, things that we put together, we didn't need other people. And all five of us, because we were so close in age, you know, normally. If even there are five children, they are so apart that 
the eldest and the youngest usually are not but we were like five of us in six years so we were uh, we really moved together we played together we were really thick as thieves together you know i'm the youngest in my family so i i know what it is with the youngest that's a lovely coincidence no, i didn't know that yeah so nandini after that what did you do Why? so uh, yeah so after uh, uh, i i finished uh, uh, schooling i did science you know uh, at that point of time if you get the right grades you land up in science so i landed up science but in all honesty i think i uh, answered my exams to try getting the first class that you had to get to you know pass through your parents uh, approvals but i actually just played badminton so whole childhood i mean the overpowering images that i have raj is one is of five of us together two is of sports and just lots and lots of playing and i could, and i i'm trained to play in lots of games so i started with table tennis i played badminton i've been trained in basketball i've been uh, you know i played soccer so i've played a lot of games uh, at home we used to you know seven of us family at any point two kids some friends in the families or houses people have and we used to be playing games so sports was the second part of uh, this and in college i continued playing in fact i was a scholarship student in college because of the awards and you know things that i had won the you know i used to be one uh, i used to win the college uh, or the in university and uh, open tournaments and so i i played up quite a bit of badminton so my the game that i started continued was badminton but so i completed science as a science graduate and actually a badminton graduate so so how come there was no uh, uh how come no influence to get into the uh, bureaucracy or be a professor i mean how did you chart a different course and where did the sports come from and what was the inspiration there so both my parents were into sports uh, and they didn't play uh, as uh, as much as i did but they both played so my father played tt which is how i started in table tennis and my mom played used to play kho kho at that point of time kho kho was actually a sports which is a competitive sport so she would play kho kho so both of them so i think there was sports in the family all of us were into uh, some kind of game so i you know uh, besides this i mean athletics long jump high jump so because i was into athletics you know i tried all of it so uh, that's the uh, genesis of it and i think i just liked it so it just continued i kept getting better and better so you know once you win and you do well it works even better so i continued yeah i i didn't know this i knew you were a badminton player but i didn't know that you were so good and that you participated in some of the biggest tournaments and you won many many uh, of them many many i don't know but i won <laughs> so tell me nandini uh, how did you decide to get into media or advertising you know that's an interesting story and um, it's strange you know how uh, sometimes destiny works in strange ways so uh, like i was told it like my father was posted in rajkot and one you know we keep going there he used to stay in these 24 rooms houses one man you know haveli so at the drop of a hat we used to run away to rajkot and because you know in those days just the uh, two of us me and my sister were going to go to rajkot and uh, we decided we were going to go by train so my father had to pay for us so that you know and he had warned us really that you should not open the uh, you know door to anybody once you're in ensure so my uh, mom dropped us to the train and she said 
food is there now don't open it to anyone except the tc you open that little window give your ticket that's it so all that we listen to agree and it's it, the train started at 9 o'clock 9 to 12 nothing happened 12 o'clock in the night when tak tak happens in the on the door so we like really scared now because this is all the warning that your parents had given so we open it and say what so the tc says you know there is this lady who's here she's a journalist and she had to go today to rajkot because of something that was happening one of these riots was happening in rajkot and she is has a, doesn't have a ticket you take her inside so first we said no we said no you know we are not allowed to this my parents said no all that so and we shut it then a second knock happens so again we open so she uh, so this lady is in the front we don't know who she she's about 30 35 years old and she says listen i'm a journalist and the editor of a magazine called abhyan this is the thing that is happening i had to jump in because of uh, this and please and she looked like you know she looked like normal somebody who you could trust she spoke well you know so me and my sister look at this so they okay we won't tell our parents let's not do and we open the door later in then we had the most interesting night out so that night she so she comes in we share a little you know have you eaten anything so we share some of the food that we have and we chat and we chatted full night and she told us all sorts of stories within that she said what do you want to do and i said i want to do advertising and uh, she says you know do you know anything i said i know nothing about advertising except the little things that i've been seeing hearing reading whatever but i know after this i want to so she when she left and she got off and we left you know we uh, at rajkot there was you know because my father was a very senior post there was a whole lot of people who had come to pick us up and uh, she had to so we actually did pretend that we didn't know each other she went in one direction to of us got picked up and uh, taken in the you know one of those cars which had a uh, uh, you know the signal at the top and so we go so after that i had forgotten i had said all this to her then i graduate and this was maybe a year after and i said damn now what because you know bsc graduation means nothing i mean you know what do you do next so i decided to call her on a whim and say you know sheila you had said uh, and i had not even got my result i did so she said nandini most welcome thankfully she remembered and that's how i got into advertising so i worked for the first few months when in a magazine called abhyan and then at, as soon as i joined she directed me to xic which was one of these um, uh you know which was at that time the only course that was there in advertising and marketing it was not something which was anybody studied or did anything before that only literature students and theater people came into advertising it wasn't like uh, you know you would study advertising in mark and that's how i got into so what did you do in the bank when you first started working there what was your job so now in retrospect i understand so you know when i went there i went there not knowing what is to be done but i understood what was pagination and i understood what basic advertising is and editorial and what the kind of people so uh, i think in 2 3 months time i uh, understood how a magazine runs and it was a small unit you know magazines are not a very large unit we must have been what 20 people from editor to you know everyone it was a small unit so very quickly you and get to understand what and global, and everyone does everything after a while right it isn't like you are well defined job so i knew what pagination was and i knew what you know calling up and what sales and advertising was i knew uh, and i started started reading gujarati normally you know before that i didn't know gujarati i started reading gujarati well and i can read gujarati now i mean not as well as i could 
But uh, yeah, so I was doing everything. And the uh, you know the person who owned it, uh, there was a uh, person called Ketan Sangvi. Ketan and I are the best of friends even now. So yeah, that was a good uh, that was a good beginning. And Sheila Sheila Bhatt was a great. Uh, it was just one of those things that happened in life. Yeah, small world. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes your whole career it pans out in the way that you never thought it would. But what was that interest? Why did you say you wanted to do advertising? Um. So I I think. I've always been a bit of a non-conformist. I've uh, wanted to do things differently, uh, and it, this seemed like one of the options. You know, uh, television had just about started that time, and I could see things on television which the advertising sounded like fun. But you read, you know, impressions through uh, the various things that I read, and I would read a lot. I mean, you know, I was a voracious reader. The uh, the siblings, five of us, were really big time into reading, and I have horror stories of the way we would tear books, and uh, you know, so that all five of us would sit in a circle and then literally tear books so that each of us are reading one part and see, Haja, you finish quickly, or how long you're taking to read, you know, that kind of conversation. So within all that reading, I think I just um, it. Sparked interest. So, so, so from from the magazine you joined uh, ad agency. Yeah. So from that magazine, then I did an XIC, you know, which was, and then I started realizing a bit of what was, you know, what's the other side of the uh, picture? What is media planning? What is it that you know? So various aspects of advertising, and uh, because of my science background, I think because my father knew mathematics, I knew I. I was pretty good at doing maths. Somehow, I thought media planning was the best fit. I started, you know, understanding what the, you know, inciting of people habits, media reading, watching the NRS that we used to have, which was ancient now, and it sounds really good. But yeah, so uh, uh, when we in XIC, when I started reading and seeing that, I thought that this seemed like a right fit. And over the years, I think many people have tried telling me to do, you know, like so. At, when we got in, media wasn't as uh, happening as it is today. And so at that point of time, servicing was supposed to be far larger. You know, the client servicing, and somebody said, you know, you're fit to do that. And I said, oh no, I like this. And I've been in media planning ever since. Yeah, because those days it was a full service agency, and you know, media was a part of the whole agency. It wasn't a Separate entity like it is today. Yeah, so in, please continue. Yeah, so in, in in the old days, you landed up being uh, you seen all the parts of creation, uh, you know, uh, because it wasn't as complicated as it is today. So yeah, so when I joined, I joined an agency called Interpub, uh, which is owned by Mrs. Wadia, Nargis Wadia. Again, oh my, continue. Okay, I'll tell you something. I must interrupt you because I can't help it. Uh, yes. Was your office in Orient House, Mangalore Street? Yes. In Ballad Estate? Yes. Oh my God. I started my career from there. I started my career from Tata Economic Consultancy, which was on the ground floor. Oh, really? And Interpub was on the top floor. I think this is this conversation is full paisa vasul. I realize I now understood oh five God. kids, young, both of us youngest, <laughs> and simply starting. Amazing. So this is this is what I say. Now you know each other for years, and you really don't know each other, and you know this proves that. So Interpop was great fun, and uh, you know Mrs. Wadia was a great leader, and uh, you know the innovation part of advertising that you can do things differently. You can um, 
you can you know drive a trend you can change the course these are you know these are the little things that you started figuring out at that point of time and i think that reinforces my belief that i'm landed in the right place so yeah indipur was a good yeah she was a extremely dynamic lady very very dynamic and i've had the pleasure of interacting with her many times you know and you know those days when we started i used to be part of a magazine from the tata economic consultancy which was uh, the quarterly survey of industries and the economic scene and one of my client visits which i because i had to tick x number of client visits just go up the stairs and come down and said we been to interpop you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But were you in media at that time? Which year was? This? I was in. No, I was. I was in media. So, in fact, it's uh, funny. The first understanding of media and duplication and formulas and viral and all that, you know, I have to go to my father to learn because um, Mrs. Wadi was an art student, and I think you know, it just uh, the math part of it. I needed somebody, and they were all really small offices, so there weren't there wasn't somebody else who could teach you too much. So I used to go running to my father and say, "Okay, can you tell me how this has to be done?" Because student, and he was really good at it. He would teach me. So the first part of it, strangely, though he had nothing to do with advertising in media, uh, you know, just the mathematics part of it, I understood from him. So how how have you seen media evolve since then? How has it changed? What has changed from there to today? Oh, there's no connection, Raj, of the two um, eras, so to speak. I mean, you were a small part of the entire we in at that point of time, and you were. It was almost insignificant because deployment of money was a very small part of the whole activity. It was a very madman, like, uh, you know, era. It was a. It was driven by creative people. It was driven by. Uh, uh, you know, um, English literature. You know, Alec Padam series of the world. So it was a different uh, time. And Mrs. Wadia herself was an art student. She had great courage, and art, that made the big difference. I think now it has gone one eighty degrees away. Uh, you know, it is so much about personalization. It is so much about one to one. It is so much about technology, analytics. What. it's about you and what do you like your interests your intent your likes behavior and the whole anal- uh, analysis and analytics is around this so it's a sea change i don't think there is anything which is um, uh, you know similar and uh, in fact the the people who i'm one of the rare people person i think who's managed the 25 30 years of various transitions that has happened otherwise uh, every uh, you know earlier uh, once uh, in 10 years there used to be a sea change and then you would find a certain set of people disappeared uh, now that sea change happens in 2 years and uh, you see people change so uh, but from there to here there is absolute no connection yeah for for those of uh, people who don't really understand what a media agency does can you just elaborate a bit Okay, so simplistically, I think uh, brands have budgets to let people know that uh, they are available. Okay, and so like a Coke may have, you know, let's say hundred crores budget, or Mahindra will have, you know, two hundred. So each brand has budget, and there is a reason and how you have budget. That budget needs to let people. It is used to let people know that this brand is available. 
what we do as uh, media uh, professionals and strategists is to study the uh, habits of uh, people and which is the communication habits and communication habits are in detail so you know for example we know uh, on television and you know raj you've been part of it and every program how much it is watched is it going up is it going down what everybody knows as trps so we study and there may be almost a lack of programs because there are over 800 channels so the study of who's watching what or you know there are about 50000 newspapers and so we start each one catering to different town cities national regional and so you study the newspapers or radio channels or you know digital now social search um so you um, facebook so social i mean facebook and google so all kinds of media that you interact with at the back end we study to ensure that we put in money to the right people so that you see our brand and feel like buying us i think that's the simplest uh, explanation i could think of so that's yeah, what I, we I, do yeah you you articulated very well uh since you been part of this journey for how many years now about so, 29 so after after interpub where did you go so after interpub i uh, joined uh, lintas okay. and i was in lintas for about 5 years so interpub i was there barely a year year and a half and uh, you know that's where i met ignelo and uh, which is my husband who's my husband ignelo is my husband and from there i joined lintas and uh, it used to be called lintas then now it's called lo or the media this is called initiative so that's a, a different um, you know now names to the agencies so i was there about 5 years and after that i joined uh, f ulka or fcb or lodestar you know again names keep changing but in my current job so in my current job i finished about 25 years now so almost 25 30 years experience in the years So so I have a question for you. So now that you explain what you actually do in terms of you know studying all the media and then you know deciding to put your clients money there uh, what is the change you've seen what's the because there's been a lot the evolution you know there there's so many media that has come together and of late there's a lot of controversy on certain medias as well you know So I just want to understand from you what is the change that you see. So a couple of uh, habits change that you can see is one is the sheer availability. So you know when uh, let's say 25 years back you had really few channels and so a lot of people watch those few channels and even now everyone remembers the chitrahars and the movies and you know uh, the limited programs that you had and the kind of viewership and it was a very dedicated you leave all your things you'd finish your cooking you'd sit in front of the tv watch the tv full attention today it the the change is dramatic because there are 800 channels and there is a video on you know um, on every where you look so to speak so you have tvs in the house and your phone you can see videos so the amount of content that is coming to you is dramatically changed and so your attention span has reduced considerably so i think this is one big 
so how to keep somebody's attention uh, you know with the kind of complexity that is there is a big uh, is a big ask and a big change and you let's look at each of our own habits right so at no point when you're watching television these days you don't have your phone next to you or somebody pings you and then you go to your whatsapp and see what else is happening so stuff like that and the tools and techniques have also come which can map both so now i i can actually map saying oh you're watching television along with television at this point of time were you looking at the tv or you are not so they can man- manage to see and you know were you focused not focused so the tools and technique because the technology has changed so that's one big part of the uh, evolution that has happened the second uh, i would uh, you know is the uh, the focus of uh, you know clients in the whole marketing activity that happens so earlier we there was so much emphasis on creativity and far less on media now it's gone the other way around so the assumption is you know what i uh, when i say to you uh, the right time and the right place is very very critical before what is it that i say to you because the assumption is what i say to you is never going to be unidimensional so we should do a lot of brand work and say what's the brand prism and what should it be like now because of the social media that is available facebook google it's not a one way conversation otherwise advertising used to be a one way conversation you decided what the brand stood for and you told the world what the brand stood for and they used to see the brand like that now if that's not the way brands get seen so brands keep changing evolving people see them and they keep putting stuff so for example if you go to even a you know you want to check out a hotel it's never just what the rate is you will see reviews of everything you will or if you want to buy a car you will see reviews of the car you will see comparison so the whole method so what we call a purchase cycle you know a purchase cycle has is is, is no longer linear it is it's very complicated and you will find out from 10 things before you make a decision so i think those are the big things that we study to come to conclusions on uh, you know how to invest the money uh so you know since you are the guardian of the advertiser's money and uh, every brand has a purpose how much emphasis do you lay on uh, the medium because uh, right now there is a lot of news about fake news bots and hate news and things like that how much emphasis do you lay while you're putting money because it's trps on one end and yeah. on the other end you have to also protect the brand's image okay yeah. i mean is that something that comes under consideration at all or it just doesn't matter it's just the trps and numbers who cares who's watching you know so there's a lot of contextual advertising that we discuss and also what our ads can come against so there's a whole there's a lot of work that gets done there so you will not let and every brand it's a very stated policy of what context next to what kind of editorial or next to what kind of context can your ads be shown and it's a very stated policy so there are a lot of things which you will not let uh, your ads come and it is monitored at every level so uh, fake news is very difficult to understand raj so how do you you know but if there is any way that we would know it's fake news we would not let it come but uh, other than that if there is content which has you know abuse which is uh, which is something that you don't want your kids to see uh, 
there are very uh, there are guardrails and are guidelines where you will not let your brand come and these are for every brand so you know i can't control the editorial that gets put into social media but definitely when the ad gets served on what kind of editorial is 100% under our control so it doesn't inadvertently happen and uh, nobody will let it uh, come through. Now, contextual advertising can happen in digital media and things like that. What happens to channels? I mean, there are channels and then what happens? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I know it's a tricky question. No, it's not. It's, it's no, ideas, I, mean, but I just want to understand because, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, different clients will have a different take. And there are a lot of um, uh, clients will, who have a point of view on... Uh, you know, if any channel is politically biased or not, because that's the thing that you know is what we are referring to as a conversation in terms no, of lines. No, uh, no, no I'm not referring to political. Every channel has its own political alignment. That's yeah. nothing to do with politics. But sometimes you see channels, especially now, you see a lot of news channels. Uh, I think the quality of journalism, if I would yeah. let's say, has really no longer is what it used to be the journalism that we grew up with or what we've seen. Yeah. So, um, in all honesty, sometimes it's all about TRPs. So, we want, uh, you know, uh, uh, clients want the uh, channel to the highest TRPs and they, are, they couldn't be, uh, so they are not very, very particular on, you know, oh, I don't like ex anchor or I don't like you know his political take or the way he conducts his news so I don't there are many chan- uh, clients who don't insist on any such point of view there are clients who say you know this part of it because I don't personally agree I don't want to be in uh, uh, but in that it's not usually a stated policy it's like in it, it's not on television channel because the content is controlled by the government and there are definite policies on the way uh, you know what is it that you can show what you cannot it's it's a lot um, regulated in the first place the only thing that these days is not regulated are news channels because all other I mean a star and a Z and a Sony and you know regional channels all that is very regulated it has to pass through certain uh, you know had certain guide, uh, guardrails or guidelines. No, but my thing, uh, news channels are the only I was referring to news channels and I was referring to, uh, it's okay, I can understand the clients for it, but as a policy, I mean, do media agencies put a filter to tell the client this is what it can impact your brand's image or or no, it's not, you don't think that's not part of your mandate? No, that, I mean, if, if we... Uh, if we feel that's the way it will be, I mean, without taking channels, then at some point, some channels used to only used to predominantly have, let's say, uh, lingerie ads, yeah, and a lot of lingerie ads used to be on the channel, or they used to be, you know, uh, jadi booty Ayurveda kind of ads on the channel, and we would say that you know it's great ratings, but I think the contextually it just doesn't make sense because that's not the way it is. We do give premium, uh, you know, money, so to speak, on channels which completely suit uh, the, the brand's image and its profile. So that kind of media planning happens all the time. This is only if there is political skew 
I don't think that part of it is a is a media agency's uh, recommendation or yes or no either way. Unless a uh, client has a very strong point of view, then it's TRB stories. If it's a politically, you know, uh, skewed channel, we 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 will not. Uh, no, yeah, I'm switching gears now. So you mentioned Agnello, and for all the all of those who don't know, Agnello Dias is one of India's best creative minds in the advertising business. So Nandini, tell me, how did you meet Agnello? You mentioned Interpub, I think you mentioned, right? Yes. So tell me about your romance. <laughs> so, um, yeah, nice. So uh, yeah, we married to Agnello now for twenty six, twenty seven years, and. Um, Uh, we met in interpub i think uh, just two of us were very similar i think in you know we used to be in sports we used to be in reading we used to be fooling playing you know naughty uh, do things which were funny yeah acknowledge um, very this comes across as a very quiet person doesn't come across as fooling naughty unless you know him oh i mean you know agnello and i have done mad things together you know challenge each other to do silly things sleeping on the road walking like a lame person doing all sorts of rubbish things so i think the first part which is uh, we became friends by just you know um, fooling and uh, liking each other's company and i think at some point it um, uh, we realized that it is beyond just uh, you know friends and we would like to be uh more or we got more involved than uh, we started off with and so it's a strange story you know i that uh, after uh, i got at the same time when i was in interpub i got into bajaj and uh, so i answered an exam and uh, got through so uh, it was time that i had to take a decision whether i should go but me and igdeno i just started you know talking and pretending that we are going out uh, as friends but we knew that only two of us landed up in some place you know that kind of thing and i didn't want to go to bazaar because i knew that you know this wouldn't uh, progress if um, because it was too much at the beginning and uh, i think then i shifted off to uh, so we i mean once we realized that we were um, uh, seriously into each other so to speak So then I moved to Lindas because I thought it was a bad idea, uh, you know, at that point uh, to work together. And uh, then we missed each other. Then he also joined Lindas, and then we got married while we were in Lindas. And we were the first couple. So in in this, then I said, oh my God, now Lindas, you know, doesn't allow a couple to work together. So uh, I walked up to Prem Mehta and told Prem Mehta that you know this is the situation. So he says, who said no? I think by then both of us had, you know. Uh, Uh, started being recognized as uh, good professionals, so to speak, yeah, as professionals. So uh, we were the first couple that they allowed to be together in the same agency. So you had a huge advertising party with the whole of Lintas there, and no, so you know, um, no, so I, I mean, I had no desire uh, to have a large uh, wedding. And uh, my first four siblings have all got married to the right Maharashtrian, to the right, you know, arranged marriage. All of it done in the normal Indian way things happen. And I had I had no desire to do any of it. 
so uh, i was very clear that i didn't want to go and do peri pranam so to speak to every person who walks in in the brain so uh, two of us decided that you know we would have just friends which are friends which would be there even after 25 years guys you know so friends and immediate family so um, we had such a blast i had the best wedding i can ever think of it was the happiest we were all laughing fooling it you know we were dancing i'm very fond of dancing so you know we were all dancing so it was just it was a um, model wedding that we could have had and the good part of it because all uh, good parents uh, indian parents keep money for their daughters wedding my father gave me the check and said this is the money that i had uh, you know kept for you for your wedding because he realized that this daughter is not getting married the way he wanted and uh, me and agnano had saved money to uh, you know buy so uh, two three years before we actually got married uh, when we realized that we were serious so we had uh, bought a house for us uh, uh, almost a year before we got married so that just helped and you know by the time we got married and we were all of 26 27 and we had a house one bedroom small house in malar but we had an independent house and the, all that so it worked beautifully so yeah now at a long time so how many children now two i have two sons and two sons uh, one of them didn't go very far from where two of us are has joined advertising so far was in low has just quit uh because he wants to uh, go to one of the film schools and he needs to write a script uh you know to get admission in a uh, and the submission is in november kind so he's he decided these two months i need if i don't submit that i want to get to any of the film schools so uh, the elder one is just quit the younger one uh, is you know totally away from advertising the uh, wants to be into finance and is on his way now to uk to study post graduation finance that's interesting and at least somebody has followed in your footsteps somewhere close to you different different investments but thankfully in uh, uh, things which uh, you know is not as tough good combination to have finance and creativity you know that's yeah. that's deadly combo uh I'm moving away a bit and you know you have been one of the pioneers in uh, or the pioneer I could say to a large extent at least in our industry to start this whole business of work before even work, work. from home started flexi working hours and what was your thought how did that all start because then through the IAA you did a launch the campaign and things like that right if i remember so how did all that start so uh, you know i raj we all stay in mumbai and there are a lot of things that happen around us and um, i think many times we just ignore it and walk away because you know you're busy running around your own uh, things so to speak unfortunately i had two incidences back to back virtually up uh, and these was mishaps because of the suburban railway network that we had so um, my brother elder brother one day you know because of an infrastructure problem in on the railway station he hurt himself and died and uh, treza who was my executive so just couple of months later you know the september stampede that happened in elphinstone 
uh, road where those 20 people died one of them was Teresa who was my executive assistant you know so I mean I was I hadn't come out of uh, the uh, brother's story and uh, this happened so then I started thinking a lot of you know how people travel how uh, uh, you know the kind of deaths that were happening and then I realized that uh, you know almost nine to ten deaths happen per day in Mumbai by just on just the railway tracks and that was terrible I mean you know imagine 3,400 people dying every year and that's more than people in Kashmir so you know and nobody noticing it it's it was just such a normal thing for everyone that you know newspapers were not reporting it because they just thought uh, you know every day they die so uh, how does it what what difference does it make and uh, so 23 people who died during the elephant thing it's worth reporting but 10 people every day unka kya, uh, you know every day to put a face in a newspaper and I just couldn't digest that because that was as you know callous inhuman as anything that we can go through and we had just taken it in our stride as if you know and then we keep talking of Mumbai being resilient and Mumbai you know we are all getting we get back to things uh, without you know uh, batting an eyelid so uh, to me that just didn't make sense so at that same time I was talking to Ramesh I'm part of the Indian uh, International Advertising Association and uh, we were talking to Ramesh and one day Ramesh in fact I called him up at 8 30 in the night and said Ramesh this is what I would like to do um, you know we cannot solve and by then I had run six months uh, going to you know uh, the offices of the railway trying to figure out if there's way you know trying to fix the other thing because before my brother there have been at least 50 people who died at the same spot and nothing has happened and everybody just you know he says ah madam you know what kya kare madam you know that kind of answers all random answers and they shift so quickly from that post that each one just assumes that who's going to take this other station problem into the they just stay there and they go away and they're all all right doing this so six months before that i was running around then i uh, you know thought maybe you know because being in media being a ceo by then i was the ceo of the uh, company and this is what i should use my uh so to say you know uh, ability you know connections or power or whatever you call it to make a difference so Two, two and a half years back, I decided that this is, um, I would start an initiative called Work to Live to Work. That whole initiative was how to decongest rush hour. So that, you know, we know we can't change the railway system or, you know, they will do what they have to do for now four or five years before this uh, underground starts. Uh, but in the meanwhile, I mean, it just didn't make sense that another 3,000 people will die. So then I started talking of decongesting the rush hour. And so, as a starting point, I walked up to the Times Group and, uh, you know, I knew uh, Jojo, uh, who's the editor uh, uh, of uh, uh, Times. I spoke to the Economic Times and they quickly came on board. They totally believed in the cause. And after I put the first set of ads in, I think just everybody in media and everybody in Mumbai just identified and understood the need for flexi hours and that how that would help us save time. So before that, a lot of companies had flexi hours or, but you know, they were all bits and pieces. 
where somebody would say okay you know you're pregnant and you cannot come at the you know at the 9:30 hour so it's okay you you know, will give you some time and you can come at like the clock limit but not as a um, you know collaborative effort to decongest um, uh, you know rush out so that's what i started then once i started the whole um, uh, you know advertising and awareness part of it then i started talking to companies and i've gone to at least hundreds of companies all the big ones tata mahindra birla you know all of them personally gone presented saying this is the need of the this is the kind of things that are happening this is what we need to do to change let's look at how your staff comes in and you know the unfortunate part is the ceos of the company come in car the kind the staff that comes in by railway are not the staff is the ceo see on a regular basis so it's not something that they know that the staff is hurting also so there are rules and policies of you know 915 930 if you don't come you know will mark three late marks and your salary will get cut off because that day you know all like these policies that i work with people trying to get change policies the good part of it is you know last year uh, year end Uh, when i when we saw the number of deaths we had only 417 deaths so that's 3000 deaths less which is an amazing and i may not say it has anything to do with me but somebody is woken up but somebody we just created enough noise for someone to start looking at some you know structures and, and you can see now a lot of infrastructure uh, you know, at the platform the road you know the, the way people come to their forming lines a lot of changes have come through uh, the covid is not uh, helping me so now i have started a whole covid uh, related communication on time distancing which is an alternate word for flexi time and see you know if you all go back in that same train that 400 which we have come down to will go down to uh, go up to not 3000 but probably 6000 so now this is the current effort that i'm making. Nandini, I'm really sorry about your brother and your executive assistant. I mean, that's a sad story. But the good thing is that you are doing something about it, and you are trying to bring about a change. And I think, uh, I mean, hats off to you for what you have done. We are running out of time. I wish I could go on continuing this uh, conversation with you. Uh, before I end, I want only one question, and we'll have to keep it short. Uh, where do you see advertising going in the next six months? because everybody is i think wants to see how the economy is reviving and what's happening what is the trend what is the trend according to you what do you think will happen so, so the good news is ipl is 100% sold out so uh, that uh, you know so at least it tells me that this quarter may be uh, better than what we were uh, imagining so uh, so advertising started and things are looking up and this what what we what i worry about is that you know the inflation is really high and uh, so that will catch up with us and the quarter after that is going to be far tougher than the current quarter and uh, yeah so it's 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 going to take time but i am hopeful and you know uh, like you said there are things which we uh, may come out of this at the other end some positives will come out of it and uh, you know i think uh, the way we work so i my struggle on uh, work to live to work was a certain kind but there's a terrible way of uh, you know things happening but i think at the other end we may manage to do some bit of decongesting and say, but i'm hoping for a so it will take us time but we'll get there we'll thank you nandini thank you so much and all the good work you're doing especially 
uh, in terms of you know your concern for people traveling by train and flexi hours and things like that whatever support i can give you personally please don't hesitate to reach out and i wish you all the very best thank you for coming and uh, wonderful speaking to you thank you so much raj and it was wonderful talking to you too and i realized that you are we are same five uh, similar like the five years uh, five kids both of us are yeah thank you thank you over a drink we'll have a longer chat see you yes thank you bye bye thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this sochcast what is your soch send us your comments on our facebook page and instagram page it's time for you to do your own sochcast at sochcast apni soch duniya ko sunao sochcast